You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Hoff and Pepper Hot Sauce. Handcrafted with farm-fresh jalapenos and habaneros, Hoff's original Hoff Sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. Shop today at hoffandpepper.com, and when you enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, you'll save 10% off your purchase. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Happy New Year. Welcome to No Credentials Required. We are part of Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Corey couldn't join us tonight for the first episode of 2021. He had some family stuff to take care of. But I do have a very special guest with me. I have a guy who's always cooking up some hot sports takes on his podcast, The Sports Stove. I've got Vince Stover. Vince, how are we doing tonight, bud? I am doing great. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Excited about the episode. Me too, me too. We got we got a little bit of mix of uh, North and South here tonight, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mean being from the cold north of north of upstate New York and uh where are you located at, Vince? I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington oh my goodness. So you're like horses, basketball, you know, Adolph Rupp, uh <laughs> all those guys. Rick Patino and Don oh, yeah. Calipari. So yeah. you, you you got bluegrass and all that stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Me and, me and Coach Cal are on speaking terms right now, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll work that out sometime. All right. I hope we get that ironed out. We can get we can uh, <laughs> get that ironed out pretty soon. All right. So this is the first again. This is the first episode of twenty twenty one. I just want to wish everyone. I hope everyone had a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Uh, Vince, how was your Christmas, man? 
Man, it was really good. Uh, it started off a little rough. Uh, my dad had some open heart surgery, and uh, but uh, we were able to go up and visit him for a little a couple days, and he's doing better. And Christmas went really well. New Year's was great. Uh, everything's rolling yeah. along real well right now. Yeah, I saw the I saw the can lineup you had in your uh, in uh, in your in your uh, in your bin on on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like you had a party. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of. Uh, a lot of Mountain Dew flowing on uh, New Year's Ooh. Eve. <laughs> Man, that's some sugar shock right there. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into some, to some new sports topics tonight. Uh, we're going to do a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the NHL, uh, getting some NHL. We've got, we're, as of our, we record, we are seven sleeps away from the new season starting in the NHL. I personally can't wait because as of last week or a week, couple weeks ago, I've been I'm now the head of hockey at Belly Up Sports. So I'm looking forward to pushing out a lot of hockey content. Maybe not so much on this particular podcast. Going to dabble into that a little bit, but you'll see a lot more of that stuff on BellyUpSports.com. We'll also talk about the college football playoff, uh, the the reaction to that, and we'll get into some NFL because we don't usually do some NFL, any NFL on this uh, on this uh, on this podcast. But I'm hoping with Vince here tonight, he can give us some insight on what he uh, what he thinks what's going on with the coaching vacancies and the wild card this weekend because wild card weekend is this weekend. So. We're going to get into some topics. So let's start off with the NHL. Vince, I know Lex Kentucky is that is a is a hockey hotbed. <laughs> what's your uh, what what uh, which teams do you follow? Well, I grew up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, nice. and uh, I left Tennessee in 2010. So we went to a lot of Predator games uh, while I was there. And uh, that's really the team that I follow. Um, growing up as a kid playing the video games, I was kind of into the Blackhawks, uh, Roenick and Chelios and things like that. But uh, um, but I married a girl from Michigan, so she tried to get me to convert to Red Wings. It never worked out. <laughs> Nashville, Nashville is my hockey team. Nice. Uh, I, I've been in Nashville. I, I was actually there for the during the 2012 run, where they had a really good chance to advance to the Stanley Cup uh, to the Western Final. Uh, unfortunately, I was there in town while the playoffs were going on, and I didn't get a chance to go. But I know Nashville, uh, Smashville, as it were. Uh, it's a big. It's coming, becoming a big hockey town. It is without a doubt a hockey town. I mean, the they do a great job. The organization does um, all the the experience of the hockey game is just great in Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. The the local celebrities, the singers, and things like that, they come out for the games. They got season tickets. They're there all the time. The national anthem is always star studded. It seems like and. Um, just a great atmosphere to do hockey games. You know, in Nashville, a lot of the early Predators years, they were fans that came down from Detroit working in uh, at Nissan uh, there in the area and you mm. know, cars and stuff. And so it was already had a, a good hockey base. And those fans, the only problem was when the Red Wings were in town, the, the place turned red. <laughs> so <laughs> nowadays – Nowadays, it is there's they've been there long enough where they have that fan base and they've got you know the home ice advantage every night when they're in Nashville. Now, I, I, I hopefully when uh, COVID goes away, we can start traveling all over again. I, I, I've actually have a buddy of mine who just moved to, to Tennessee. Actually, works for Ramsey Solutions. Hmm. Um, I, when I went to Nashville back in 2012, I actually got a chance to visit Rams, the Ramsey Solutions studio. Got to watch some people do some debt-free screams. I was a, I was a coordinator for Financial Peace University back in the day. Um, 
but yeah, I know he's a he's a season ticket holder. But Nashville's a lovely town. I I almost didn't I almost didn't come back. <laughs> I almost didn't come back to New York. <laughs> Nashville is, right. and you know, over the last several years, and the Predators are a big part of this. Yeah. Um, but over the last several years, it has just turned into a hot spot. Now you've got, you know, a lot of uh, retired athletes have moved to Nashville. Um, a lot of entertainers, actors, uh, singers, all that kind of stuff. It has become a hotbed because um, it is. It's a beautiful city. Um, and, you know, thoughts to all those affected. Luckily, not a lot of people injured, but uh, the the bombing not too long ago. And yeah, like that's scary. It, um, you know, they've added soccer, MLS soccer. I, I'm not a yep. soccer guy, um, very anti-soccer as a matter of fact, but uh, yeah, they got that they're, they're, you know, they got some people working to get a, a major league baseball team there. I don't know if it'll ever happen. The NBA has, mm-hmm. you know, mentioned them a couple of times as well, but it, it is just a, a great city to be in and around. Um, you know, we lived about uh, 45 minutes away, but we would drive in and do different things in Nashville and it, it really is a great town. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm hoping to get back there someday, uh, visit a buddy. Maybe, heck, I, am, I might even move down there for all I know. I might not come back this time around if I do if I do go down, down there again. But we're going to talk some NHL, and uh, there's some things that have come down the pipe in the last week. We, we aren't, we're going to have a season. Praise the good Lord above, we're going to have a season. Uh, there's been a, some restructuring uh, with the divisions. Uh, I want to get your take on that, Vince. And I also want to get your take on – the 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 ads on everything. There's going to be ads on helmets this year. There's going to the, the four divisions actually have sponsors. It's a it's a weird time. I, I think it's okay. I I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I've seen a lot worse things <laughs> for advertisements, but uh, I, I put it's been put. I, I was advertisements have been put on, but uh, I want to get your take on this division restructure. Uh, um, so we've got four divisions. We got the North Division, which is all Canadian teams. We have the East Division, which is primarily me, uh, upstate. Uh, not upstate, uh, Northeast teams. Uh, we got the Central Division, which is the Central Division, and we got the West Division, which has uh, three time zones represented. Uh, what's your what, What's your feeling about hockey? Uh, what do you think is going to, you know, what's your feeling what's going to happen this year? Do, are you going to see, yeah, do, just give, give me your opinion on, what the, on the state of hockey right now. So I was really disappointed last year. Um, they did a great job with getting the two bubble sites and getting through the season and no COVID issues really once they got those bubble sites going. But mm-hmm. it seemed like no one talked about hockey at all. Um, I mean, you get on ESPN and you'd see the score go through, but there was no one talking hockey. There was They didn't do a good job of, of growing a fan base at all during that time. And so these divisions, I think, is going to help with that a bit. Um, yeah, there's some really, really tough divisions, uh, with the realignment oh, yeah. and, but they're doing what they have to do to get a season in. And I can respect that. And I, I, I think that's good. Um, but I mean, you look at some of these divisions, uh, that West division, I mean, the coyotes, oh, the, Blue, the avalanche, the Knights. I mean, th- there is some t- really tough, tough teams and, uh, but hockey seems to do really good job. Um, but they don't get the publicity that that they deserve. They don't. They don't have a good marketing department. Uh, but they they do a great job of adjusting, doing what's necessary, and uh, making it work the best way possible. Um, and I think the alignment. I think it's a great idea. The willingness to do that is uh, is a big step forward because you see some leagues that refuse to to really adjust much at all. Baseball is guilty of this in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, uh, and the NFL kind of is, but they they watched everybody else do it, learned from them, and 
and whatnot from there. So, so I think I think the division alignment's great. It's going to create some really, really good hockey in the regular season, uh, which obviously will lead to some really good playoffs as well. Um, as far as the advertising goes, I really don't care. It's you know, it, it's at that point where it's you know they're going to have to make money and make sure they can pay the players. And without having fans, or at least with limited capacity fans, you know they don't have they have TV deals, but they don't have the same kind of TV deal that the NBA or the NFL have. No. No, oh. and, and that and that uh, that actually that, that contract ends pretty soon with NBC. Mm. So I I would love to see them do maybe a split, uh, a, a split with uh, between ESPN and between uh, ESPN and NBC. Like back in the day, we had the ESPN and Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember back back in the day they had that. So you know, maybe we, we might see that come to fruition. Hopefully. Yeah, I think they're they're kind of falling into that. Um to that baseball mentality as far as it's kind of a regional sport uh, more so than a national sport. And the, the people mm. within that region love it and support it. Um, but they kind of need to grow that, that viewership. I think the, uh, the outdoor games have been awesome anytime because they've been on uh, NBC and they've, they've been phenomenal. Uh, they got good teams that get on there. And right now the NHL has some incredibly talented young guys. They do, what they do. especially especially Americans. Yeah, what an opportunity to grow a, a viewership right now. I mean, you just saw the uh, what USA won uh, against uh, in the juniors. Yep, when, we won gold in World Juniors, USA. <laughs> yeah, I mean American viewership. I don't know what the numbers are, but when you know Nashville took they they had a, a growing viewership, a growing fan base back when they were making their their Stanley Cup, uh, trying to get the Stanley Cup, getting close and being competitive. Then the Golden Knights came in and immediately were a draw. Everybody loved them. They had great pregame stuff. Um, they, they, they understood the idea of entertaining people. And as that grows throughout the NHL, it's going to grow the viewership. They just have to do a good job of getting eyes on the sport and making sure it doesn't kind of dwindle down into just just that regional viewership, try to get that national viewership. And that TV deal, if they can get a new one, get a good setup, um, you know, get eyes on, on the sport, it's only going to help them because of the stars they have in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, and from looking at the divisions right now, I'm, uh, we're actually going to be re- – Belly Up Sports will be releasing division previews over the next couple of days. Uh, we've got Central Division written uh, – it's going to be written right now. It's being written. I've got a North division uh, preview lined up. Uh, the, the toughest division is going to be the, I think it's going to be the East uh, because they don't have as much, they don't have as brutal a travel schedule or travel. They don't have to travel through multiple time zones. Mm-hmm. The North is going to be, is going to be exhausting to watch. Yeah. The West, not so much the central. I mean, you have a couple Southern teams like Nashville and Tampa Bay and Carolina and Florida. I mean, it's 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 a little weird being a central division to have southern teams. I mean, technically Nashville is a, is a central team because they're in the central time zone, but just by like a minuscule of a error. And then at the east, I, the east is going to be the toughest division. The north is going to be the most exhausting to watch. Uh, the west, right afterwards, the central is going to be. I think the central is going to be the most fun to watch because Carolina has been really fun to watch over the last couple of seasons with their with their with their celebrations when when they win they have those celebrations afterwards Columbus is always interesting to watch Chicago's in there uh, unfortunately they, don't, they won't have Jonathan Taves, Taves this season uh, I don't know if you saw that announcement Vince but he had that announcement where he 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 essentially had, he's had he's suffered from exhaustion and depression the last couple of months uh, we're not sure what that's related to hopefully something too serious or our thoughts and prayers go out to him uh 
but Chicago's in that division, but they have, but they have, uh, uh, Kubikov and Kane, uh, Dallas. There was, they were Stanley Cup finalists last year. Yeah. Detroit, they're, they're still in the rebuild. Florida is going to be in the kind of in the middle. Nashville, I think, will contend in Tampa Bay as a defending champ. So you know, they're going to come out, they're going to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what do you think? Out of those four divisions, what, I mean, Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Which one? Do, which teams do you see in July, in mid-July, uh, in the Stanley Cup? Now that's a tough question because um, you know I think this year, as as odd as last year was, this year is might be more odd because of the difference of the off season um, and kind of getting used to a new, a new normal for the NHL. I don't like that phrase, but you know, you got, um, you talked about the East division. I mean, the capitals, they, they've had a, a decent off season, um, an opportunity to get better. Uh, so that's interesting. The Islanders great, you know, great run last year in the, in the yep. playoffs. Mm-hmm. As well, I like, I like the West division based off of some of their young guys, um, you know, Colorado, Arizona, uh, and, and there's just some there's some talent in that division that to me is really entertaining uh, t- to see and to watch. And uh, they're kind of a, a division to watch as far as Stanley Cup. It kind of oh, man this early early on in yeah. the in the race, it's hard to hard to say. I think Dallas well, is a really intriguing team uh, mm-hmm. to make another good run next year or this year, I guess. Um, and then I think to me, it's the Capitals and the Islanders, both are teams to watch, uh, um, and, and just to see kind of what comes through. And I don't know how the setup is in the playoffs. Um, now that I'm talking about it, <laughs> it's, it's top four teams from each division. So, so top four teams from each division. Um, I, I can't remember what the draw is for the, for the, uh, final four, uh, whether or not they're going to do a bubble for the final four. Uh, but I, I, it might be the highest remaining seed versus lowest remaining seed, and 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 such. But I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, the most predictable thing about the future is that it's unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm 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 gonna be tuned in all season. You know, not because I'm a hockey head of belly up, but it's just because hockey is one of my favorite sports. I love to watch it, and it's just the pace of the game and. You know, there's not going to be not going to be too many places I'll have fans in the stands this year. I know Florida just announced they're going to have a 25 percent capacity to start the season. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be only 5,000 fans at uh, at in, in Sunrise. Um, but depending on where you go, I know New York's not going to have fans. New Jersey's not going to have fans. Canada has already the North Division has already said no fans. Period. So <laughs> yeah. They- but, but hopefully by July, when we hopefully by June, July, with the playoffs start, we'll have fans. In the stands, that's what I miss most. That's why I miss most about the sports since this whole COVID thing went down. Yeah, I think you know you'd like to think the end is in sight. Um, who knows? But yeah, it, the fans. You know, I think some sports have done a good job uh, with it. I think they've improved as time went on. Like even just the watching experience and the the fake noise 
Um, they're doing a better job of having the fans cheer at the right time and boo at the right time and those kinds of yeah. things. Um, but uh, I mean, you think about as a kid, we go to minor league baseball games, we go mm-hmm. to hockey games, we go mm-hmm. to football games, and mm-hmm. just there's a lot of joy in that. There's a lot of memories that are made because of that. And um, not to get too deep, but I mean, we need those family experiences, father son experiences. Um, nephew, and- nephew, uncle experiences. I, yeah. I my, my my nephew and I, we every year since he was five years old, we've gone to a game on a hockey game on either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. And this year was the first year, and he went to college this year, but he came back pretty quickly. He came back pretty quickly, but <laughs> he mentioned that he mentioned my, my sister in law mentioned to me, hey, you know, Christian, you know, my, my nephew, he's uh, uh, he's bummed out there's no hockey game this year. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that I hate that. I hate that we miss those things. I've got two, two boys, they're 12 and nine. And, you know, we'd go to a UK game, basketball game, or uh, different things. And I just, I, to me, it just, it hurts the sport, um, not just because financially. It hurts them as future fans of the game uh, don't have those opportunities to, you know, and the longer we go without fans, the more that's going to hurt the future of these teams. But, you know, I think obviously the fans being in the stadium helps a ton when it comes to home ice advantage and uh, the experience that they do in in Vegas and in Nashville and I'm sure others are really stepping up their their pregame experience and stuff like that. Um, it's all about the fans. It's all about hearing that noise and that rush. And and uh, you know, I played I played ice hockey in college um, for a year, and our we had like very few fans ever come out. But it was still fun to hear the other team's fans cheer. I mean, it was, <laughs> the experience was exciting. And uh, and club hockey catch the excitement. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on from the NHL. We're going to dive a little briefly into the uh, reaction from the college football playoff uh, that was played over the week that was played on New Year's Day. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. So what Vince, what surprised you the the Alabama? Pretty much 95 percent of the country thought they were going to win. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but here, the most compelling thing I was listening, I was getting some, I was getting some takeout, and I was listening to, I was listening to the to our uh, local ESPN affiliate on the way there, and Joe Tessator, mm. his radio call on whether or not Notre Dame would cover was some of the most compelling play by play I have probably ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction? What's your reaction to the Alabama Notre Dame game? It's exactly what I expected. Um, I have a friend, uh, it's a Notre Dame fan and, uh, he texted me, he was listening to our, to the college football playoff preview that I did on the podcast. And he texted me and saying that I wasn't very nice to Notre Dame. And I said, I thought I was actually really nice. And he said, it sounds like you wanted to be nice, but you weren't. (laughs) Um, they just, Notre Dame was a good team this year. They had a great season. Um, and Brian Kelly has done a great job with the team, with recruiting, with building it up, everything. But Alabama is just, they're a team above right now. And Notre Dame, I think they were a top four team in the nation. I think you could argue that easily enough. And, uh, they just weren't as good as Alabama. And I, I wasn't too concerned about missing that, that pick, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, picking Alabama over Notre Dame. 
Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people. I think, I think the people who are the most angry uh, about the result were the ones who picked Alabama uh, and the uh, to to cover the game. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that from start to finish, Alabama just dominated, just straight up dominated. And I don't know if you if you caught the 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 post game remarks that Brian Kelly said at the end of that game when I guess people asked him about why Notre Dame's just when these big games come get busy, big games come along. They just seem to just roll over and get rolled over. <laughs> he, he kind of took offense to that, but I mean, that's isn't that really on him to get these these players. I mean, he prepare. I mean, I, I imagine he prepares. I imagine he gets the players ready with scout teams and when and whatnot. But isn't it a, a, really on him to to help these these kids win these big games? Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know because they've had a lot of talk about Brian Kelly get an NFL interest. He has for years now. Um, and most Notre Dame fans I talk to like him and, and want him to stick around. But, and I don't know, I mean, obviously they have some academic um, stipulations that, that they can't get some athletes that some of these other schools are getting just because. Yeah. Of yeah from what I understand that their academic standards are very stringent. Like they just, yeah. they want the top of the top. Like they, they want, they're basically like the Ivy league college of the Midwest. They want the best students and the best student athletes who are not just athletes, but also very good students. Yeah. And I, you know, I think their schedule making is part of their problem too. I don't know mm-hmm. that they have enough games that really challenge their players so that when they get in these big time games, cause I mean, they'll play, they'll play a solid game or two each season. But um, I really think if they were to become, go back to the ACC and be in the ACC in football, I think that would help them. I think it'd help them recruiting because um, Notre Dame, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. And so when I was a kid, Notre Dame was a pretty big deal, but yeah, when same it, here. they haven't been a really big deal in a long time. Um, even that, that national championship game back in, what was that? Oh, Oh, I don't remember. Oh, seven, Oh, eight, 2012. I think it was 2012. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's right. And uh, I mean, they got, they got stomped in that game. They did. And yeah. So, They've always in in you know in my kids' generation and the generation right behind me, it's Notre Dame is just a decent college program. They don't understand the Rudy. They don't understand the the true history behind Notre Dame football. Was Rudy offsides? <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> or so the legend says he wasn't. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm in my I'm in my early 40s, so I remember I remember the 90s when they were huge. I remember the 88 championship game, which they beat West Virginia. I was super bummed about that, but but yeah, I mean they haven't won a t- they haven't won a championship in 30 what 30 now 32 years. So so yeah, I mean they're still relevant, but you know, show me something when in terms in terms of the championship games. Yeah, and, and they already I mean they already kind of play a, an ACC schedule. They're kind of a de facto uh, de facto team even though they're unofficially part of the conference in terms of football they're they're actually part of the conference every for every other sport yeah. like you'll, you'll see them in basketball baseball lacrosse but yeah i mean notre dame's got to figure out a way to get the, get the get the win for the big games the other game which unless you're an ohio state fan you were not surprised but pretty much the entire country was surprised that ohio state not only beat clemson but beat them pretty handily yeah, I I said Clemson Clemson was the best team in the nation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was surprised, needless to say. I thought the game would be close. 
I was really surprised um, at a touchdown favorite for Clemson. I thought it would be maybe like a three-point favorite, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was going to be a close game and it'd be a good game. And I thought Ohio State had the ability to win. I did not see a 49-28 game with Justin Fields going off for, what, six touchdowns? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't see that coming at all. No, I, and yeah, I mean, a lot of people I didn't see that coming, like I said, unless you're an Ohio State fan. But now Trevor Lawrence is officially declared for the NFL draft. Uh, it's just up to whoever picks him, uh, whether he's going to be either one or two. It's up to the teams who are number one, number two in the uh, in the draft order, which are the Jaguars and my New York Jets. So, you know, but uh, we got the national championship game coming up on on Monday night. Who do you got in that game? I think it's Alabama. I think um, Ohio State's proven that they can put up points, and that's something Alabama has given up a fair amount of points this year. Um, but to me, Alabama, unless something happens, COVID hits. Um, you know, we've already seen that Nick Saban he can he can overcome it very quickly. But um, I, I mean, Alabama's team is is so good, and with having top players at so many positions, uh, I just. You know, they're an eight-point favorite, or at least in some places. You know, I, Alabama might win this one by 12, maybe 14. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, do, do you think what fact, the, the one thing that might factor in is that Alabama played a full schedule. They played a full SEC schedule from mid-September all the way to the championship game in December. Ohio State played six games plus last week's game. Do you think fatigue will be a factor? Uh, considering Alabama's schedule, uh, they played more games than Ohio State did? I don't think so. And the reason why is because Alabama played a pretty weak schedule. Um, They had Mizzou, uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU, who was bad this year, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Arkansas. They played 12 games, but they – (laughs) <laughs> they, their schedule wasn't very hard. The SEC was very kind to Alabama and the yeah. extra games they added this year. And, uh, yeah, I don't think – Saban, he truly is probably the best college football coach ever. Um, if not, he's a top top three at least. Um, yeah. And preparing this team, um, yeah, they do a good job with their assistant coaches not being distracted by new jobs and things like that. They really focus in and, and and play really well with the exception of one or two years. Uh, to me, the Alabama is as good of a prepared team as anybody, and they have a lot of experience, too, um, in big games, winning and losing. And uh, to me, the schedule difference – and I, I'm one who said Ohio State did not deserve to be in the top four. They, they're good enough, without a doubt, and no doubt about it, but they didn't, they didn't earn it this year. Um, but they are fresher. There is some rumors that there's, of course, they you know, they've talked about some COVID issues as well. Um, and you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Some of it yeah. down to game time. Whoever's whoever's healthy and ready to go, um, uh, maybe they've got the best chance at this point. Though I think Alabama clearly is the better team. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll see on Monday night. Yeah. And hopefully we're hopefully we're treated to a fun game. I mean. My my big issue. I don't know if you've listened to uh, past episodes, our episodes before, uh, before Vince, but we, we've talked. Corey and I have talked about how underwhelming some of the semifinal games can be, mm-hmm. and this year was no exception. Because because I mean, last year you at least had one close game 
with Ohio State and Clemson, and the other game, Alabama, just blew out whoever. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whoever the not Alabama LSU blew out Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and it just seems that every year is there's there's at least one blowout game, and it's just it gets kind of it gets kind of stale after a while. So so do you, do you think with that that they might actually expand the playoff to include more teams? Well, that's what I was thinking. Is does it make it better if you expand it, or does it actually make it worse? Um, the yeah, that's one big question to me. The the pro for expansion is. Teams like Cincinnati, who truly deserve the opportunity, get the mm-hmm. opportunity. Um, right. you're, but if you put Cincinnati up against Alabama, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I think maybe you put Cincinnati up against Notre And I think Cincinnati was a really good team this year. Um, yep. I mean, you even put them up against Notre Dame. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure they match up. Um, so, uh, to me, expansion is great for a few reasons. Uh, some of these – these players who had great seasons get more exposure, big time games, and you have that opportunity to to have the big upset. That's what makes March Madness so great is you get that opportunity, and yep. and so it's just a matter of whether or not um, they can they can pull that kind of thing off or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that we get to a point at least in in the I guess Division One A or 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 bowl championships uh, bowl championship series or you know the football cha- sorry the football bowl series uh that we'll get to a point where there's enough parity that even a team like coastal carolina or cincinnati or you know some of these smaller mid-major quote-unquote mid-major schools will get a chance to to be in the playoff and maybe have an upset like a march madness situation yeah. that's what that's what i'm hoping for hopefully in the future you know i mean you see, you see some of these kids, like the, that one kid from Oklahoma who was backing up uh, Spencer Rattler this year. He's transferring to TCU, so we have we have some of these situations where some of these schools that didn't play a lot this year, uh, these kids will go to a school that they said, "Hey, they played all year. I'll go there. I'll make their program great." All right, yeah, so let's, yeah, yeah. So let's move on to some NFL. We'll we'll end the podcast with this with the with some NFL talk. Uh, we had Black Monday happen this past Monday, where we had some coaching vacancies happen. Uh, my New York Jets uh, let go of Adam Gase. That kind of came, that, was, that was kind of the writing on the wall. Uh, Doug Marone was let go from the Chargers, and su- I thought it was very surprising that the Charger. I'm sorry, the Jaguars, and I was kind of surprised that the, that the Chargers. They won their last four games in a row, the last four games of the season, and they still wound up letting go of Anthony Lynn. So 
you know, besides those three vacancies, you've also got the Texans, you got the Falcons looking for a new coach. Although I think uh, Raheem Morris is probably going to get that job because he did pretty a pretty okay job as an interim. Uh, the Texans, the Lions, they're they're gonna have a vacancy to fill. So out of these six six jobs, uh, which do you think would be the most appealing to a, a potential head coach, Vince? What's your who who do you think has the best? Would be the would be the team that has the the best chance of getting a, a really big name coach, and which team is most appealing? If you were head, if you were a coaching coach looking for a vacancy, which team would be the most intriguing to you to uh, in terms of whose coaching spot to fill? Well, I think you know, obviously the first thing you look at is quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. you want to know that you got a future there. So there's several teams available with good quarterbacks, or at least are getting ready to have their pick of the litter. And so I'd put the Chargers first, without a doubt. They, they're defense, and they got some really stud guys on defense. Uh, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, I'm uh, forgetting the, the other Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, Ingram outside as well. Of course, Justin Herbert, I didn't see that coming at all this year, um, the way that he played. They, they've got – they've got you know, they still need to improve their offensive line and different things like that. But yeah. And you're talking about being in Los Angeles too, so living in Los Angeles – uh, it's still California, but it's a yeah. nice city. Um, to me, the Chargers if you don't mind the taxes. You like the weather, <laughs> right? <laughs> the Chargers, though, seem to be the best setup right now. They've got cap space where they can do some things as well. Uh, not a ton, but enough where they can can make waves there. I think the Jaguars' job is pretty close second, though, um, which is amazing to say. But um, you know. Again, you're looking at uh, drafting a quarterback, more than likely Fields, um, but who knows? And then, um, or not Fields? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them passing on Lawrence. People have said, "Oh, they'll hire Urban Meyer and get get uh, Fields," but you know, it, Lawrence is he's the Andrew Luck of this draft. Um, and I think Fields will have a good NFL career, but uh, Lawrence is the guy. So, but either way, they get the quarterback that they want, whichever one they want. They've got a ton of cap space, and yeah. they've got some really good young talent. Uh, Josh Allen uh, out of Kentucky, uh, rushing on the edge, is one of the top young guys in the league right now on defense. They got rid of some guys, obviously, this past year, but uh, to me, they're an intriguing uh, team that I think a coach, you know, it's a good job. Um, yeah. for sure. So that, those are my top two. I like the Texans uh, next. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's a top three quarterback in the NFL right now. And uh, But they have no cap space. They've got limited talent yeah. on that team as well. And they uh, don't have a lot of draft capital either. No. <laughs> their, number one pick's go, their number one pick is the number three pick in the draft. It's now the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or number three, number four. I can't remember which, which number part of the order. Three, I believe. Were, but, yeah. Yeah. So the Miami's getting that pick because of the Tunstall deal. Yeah. Yeah. And of course they hire a new general manager. Um, they'll be hiring, you know, a new coach that comes in there. Um, I argued on my podcast a while back that, that Dabo Sweeney would be a good fit in Houston. I don't think he'll go. Um, but he was a guy that I thought would fit with Deshaun Watson and things there, but nonetheless, those are the, my top three teams. I think Atlanta. There's just you know, I I, I like Matt Ryan, but um, 
that that team looks like they either need a huge injection of energy or they need to just completely rebuild, trade off the the older guys and, and rebuild. The Jets, you know, they're interesting too. Um, you know more about them than I do, but uh, you know, Gase, what that was such a strange hire. Can you explain the Gase hire? Like why they hired Gase? No. <laughs> Honestly, I I think part of it, I I listened to a couple of Jets pod, Jet centric podcasts. One of them being Can't Wait the Can't Wait podcast with uh, on the Athletic with Connor Hughes. He's their beat. He's the Jets beat writer for the Athletic. He has a lot of insight into like the hire itself. I mean, part of it was that there was nobody else left. Part of it was the whole Peyton Peyton Manning relationship thing, and he talked him up while while he was talking to the Johnson to Christopher Johnson, mm-hmm. and even during that press conference, the end of year press conference with Joe Douglas and Christopher Johnson, even Christopher Johnson said, "You know what? I made a mistake. I messed up. I'm sick of losing. We we gotta get things going." Um, the, the, some of the things I had the Jets the Jets that have going for them is the fact that they have a number two pick. So uh, there's a lot of debate as to what they'll do with it, uh, whether or not they'll keep Sam Donald. Uh, this year was basically an evaluation for him. Um, I think part of it is with with him and his deterioration, part of it's talent. Part of it is the fact that Gase limited him. He made, he made the pl- game plan so predictable. He did not give him a, a proper running game to, to work with. And even then actually did discover until the end of the year because – in the Raiders game, Frank Gore went out with a concussion. They went with a two-headed monster, monster of uh, of uh, to, to Ty Johnson and LaMichael Pirine, and they just kept running to the left side with Becton and uh, Elfline. And it's road graders, gain after gain after gain after gain on that left side. And if you give, if you give a guy like Sam Donald a running game to work with, I think he'll do all right. But the fact of the matter is, his just this. And I feel so bad for the kid because every press conference this year went from it went from it started with you know you know we gotta get some things to do we gotta go back to get some you know look some tape do some work and then they, just the the rest of the season he just looked like a beaten kid just a beaten man yeah and I felt so bad for him and 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 you know, every time I see the press conference I'd be like like Sam. Blink twice if you're being kidnapped. <laughs> That's how bad it looked. So, I mean, the one thing that Jets have going, the first of all, the, the, the draft pick, their draft position. The second thing they have going for them is they have a lot of cap space too. Yeah. They're going to have about ninety to ninety-five million dollars in cap space with some of the contracts they're going to they're going to shed uh, during the off season, and they're going to rebuild. Uh, they're going to continue to rebuild the for- offensive line. They're going to get some depth. They're going to try to buy some talent. Um, it's just a matter of what they do with that pick. Do they keep Sam Donald and trade down and get some depth on the line and get some, maybe get a cornerback or a wide receiver, or do they draft the quarterback and trade Sam Donald before beforehand to a team that needs a quarterback? Yeah. And you know, you'd think that's part of the head coaching interview. Um, you know, what can you do with Sam Donald? What can you do? Yeah, that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big thing right there. Is like, who can you can you can you work with him? Are you willing to work with him, or is he too far gone that you want to start over? Yeah, and I don't know what team would trade for him simply because this is a quarterback deep draft. And I mean, you got the kid out of BYU. You've got um, yep. uh, You've got the uh, Lance uh, Fields, Lance Lawrence. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Top four right there. Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones. <laughs> so, so you know, I was, that's one thing. Cause my thought is, yeah, you trade, trade Sam Darnold. You probably get a first round pick for him still at least. And um, you can, you can pick up some pieces, but I don't know. Chicago maybe is a team that would look at Sam Darnold. Um, the three teams that come to mind are the Colts. Mm-hmm. It's but the Steelers mm. and the Saints. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, those are the three teams that come to mind. And you probably won't get more than a three, maybe a three and a five for Sam Donald because his talent, because he just he just looks like a he looks like a defeated quarterback. So, um, so you'll need to have with him as a as a coach who can work with him and get all those things, all the things that he has gotten, like the happy feet and the the, the internal clock. Work on those things. Um, I can see him with working with a Sean Payton or a Frank Reich. Um, I love when I, th- when I think of it, not so much Todd Haley. <laughs> right. The opportunity to sit behind Roethlisberger, and that's a that's a pretty big deal. Um, and that'd be big for Pittsburgh, too, because they would know that they've got a guy who can actually play. It's not Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges. Um, right. And then, you know, Indianapolis is interesting. Because I think they're going to go veteran quarterback again this offseason. Obviously, Wentz is getting a lot of publicity right now with his ties with Frank Reich um, and, and the issues that they had in Philadelphia this year. Um, but Wentz and Darnold both are guys that I'd like to see get a second chance somewhere else and get an opportunity yeah. to play for a, a, a team that is built and kind of knows what they're doing, doesn't, doesn't just kind of flush a few seasons down the toilet, uh, it seems like they did with Adam Gase in New York. Yeah, that's the sad part too. He had so much potential. He had, he had so much, so many glimpses of brilliance in his rookie season, and then a then a coach comes along that completely destroys him, and now he's just basically going to be sold for hopefully, well, not hopefully, but he'll basically be sold for spare parts. Yeah, New um, England will probably get him for two seventh rounders, and uh, <laughs> don't, please don't please don't mention him going to New England. Gosh. All right, so. Coaching vacancies aside, let's go over to the wild card weekend. Here's the slate of games going on this wild card weekend because we now have a seventh team in the wild card this year. Uh, so let's start with Saturday. The 105 start is the uh, Buffalo Bills and Indianapolis Colts. Indies traveling to Buffalo. Then Seahawks host the Rams and the Washington football team, they host the Buccaneers. And Sunday, you have Tennessee. Hosting Baltimore, New Orleans against Chicago, and the Steelers and the Browns. What's your predictions for these games? Uh, who's going to have probably the best day? Who's going to probably have the worst day? All right. So I'm most scared about Buffalo uh, losing. Uh, I love Buffalo. I love what they've done. I love Josh Allen. I'm all in on Buffalo. Um, but I, that game against Indianapolis scares the tar out of me. Um, yeah. Buffalo's six and a half point favorite. I, if it was a night game, if it was the eight fifteen game, I'd, I'd have no, no worries about Buffalo. It'd be freezing cold, all that kind of stuff. One Oh five, the warmest part of the day, it's still going to be cold, but, but um, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think, I think Buffalo, that game will show us if they're for real or not. If they're going to actually have a run, it's they're gonna you're gonna know it by the end of that game on Saturday. Um, to me, that's the most entertaining game 
of the whole of the whole slate here in this this first round. Um, Washington. Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Their defense, they have got some studs on defense. That Um, defensive line is awesome. Incredible. So good. But Tampa has some studs on offense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, Tampa's an eight-point favorite. I don't think they cover that game. I think Tampa probably wins. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, you know, right now Alex Smith is ideally playing for Washington, and you know, as much as Alex Smith is not a dynamic player, he is exactly what they need right now. And uh, I think I think that's a game to watch. Um, and to me, uh, Los Angeles against Seattle again. The Rams' defense is so good, and if Goff has a a good day then they're beating Seattle with no issue. Um, if Goff has a bad day, then the Seahawks win. Uh, you know, Seahawks are only, what, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, I think. Four-and-a-half, yeah. And it's, you know, to me, the Rams' defense can be game-changing. And uh, because of that, they they split the, the series this year, uh, Los Angeles and Seattle. And uh, so, obviously, the Rams can win. Um, it's just a matter of Jared Goff, if he – plays well or not <laughs> and uh i think i think los angeles beats seattle buffalo beats indy and tampa beats washington on saturday um sunday's games are uh there's really one in my opinion interesting game on sunday that's titans ravens um baltimore's the favorite i'm a little surprised by that even though they've been playing well recently um i like baltimore i'm not a, I, even though i grew up in middle tennessee i'm not a titans fan and I, that is the one team that I have had a hard time being unbiased about is Tennessee. For whatever reason, um, I just don't respect them. I don't think that they're as good as they looked, but they've looked really good, really good this year. Uh, I think Baltimore wins the game. Bears are not good at all. Saints will win that one, no problem. And then the Browns, I mean, losing their head coach and play caller, that stinks for Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, yeah, I feel bad for Stefanski. Um, but, uh, you know, Alex Van Pelt has a chance to prove himself as a play caller. He's not play. I don't think he's ever called plays or maybe he didn't in Green Bay and I, um, he hasn't yet in Cleveland. But nonetheless, Pittsburgh, they're getting very fortunate that they're getting the Browns depleted by COVID. Uh, otherwise, I think Cleveland would push them. But I think Pittsburgh wins that game, too. Yeah, they, they did announce today that they've had no positive, no new positive tests. So that game's going to be played on Sunday for sure. Um, as for me, look at the schedule, look at Saturday's schedule. Yeah, I definitely agree that Buffalo Indy is going to be a scary game because, <clears throat> excuse me, because Buffalo, I mean, how many quality teams have they really played this year? <laughs> they had the they had the AFC East and they wound up sweeping that. Um they played the AFC West, which is kind of uh, kind of weakened. A weakened NFC West. I thought I, I thought that all four teams from that division were going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, San Francisco just had too many injuries, and Arizona was just too inconsistent. Uh, but 
I, I'm not sure if Buffalo's had a real test this year outside of Kansas City. They played Kansas City pretty tough, but this is an indie team that is very good on. They're very good defensively. They're one of the top defensive teams in the in the NFL. They'll have to force Philip Philip Rivers to to throw one of his patented uh, ill timed interceptions <laughs> to to win this game. I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo will win. It'll just be there'll be some very scary moments. Uh, Seahawks Rams. That's kind of a toss up for me. Uh, depending on whether or not Goff plays. If Goff plays and he's terrible, they at least have John Wofford, who played pretty admirably last week against Arizona, to to win that win that uh that uh that playoff spot. But uh Seattle's at home, Los Angeles have to travel, and I think Russell Wilson will cook in this game. <laughs> uh so I think Seahawks will win Saturday night game, which is uh the football team yeah. and the Buccaneers. I, I think I think you're definitely on the, on the spot there. Washington's defense will make the Buccaneers. They'll give them some fits, but I think eventually Tom Brady will take over and and just throw the ball over the place and, and make Washington pay. I think ten, I think Tampa takes that one. Sunday games. Uh, Tennessee Baltimore is going to be really intriguing. Um, Baltimore's hitting they're, they're getting hot at the right time. <coughs> Excuse me. They've gotten all their past their their COVID issues. They they're on a hot streak. Lamar Jackson's looking at, like Lamar Jackson. And I think they're getting the measure of revenge from last year's game in the uh, divisional playoff in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh then you got the Sunday afternoon game, Bears Saints. It depends on which Bears team comes to play. Uh I don't know how they did it. <laughs> But Matt Nagy has somehow figured out Mitch Trubisky. He's figured him out, and the Bears have they've scored 30-plus points in the last four games of this year. But I think New Orleans is just too good on offense on both sides of the ball. Uh, I, think the, I think the Saints take that one. And the Sunday night game, that's going to be especially intriguing because you know, Stefanski's out. He's got, the co- he's got COVID. He's going to be a different play caller. And Pittsburgh's they're not playing the same team. The Browns are not playing the same team they played last week. Right. Uh, when Pittsburgh had all, they rested a bunch of their starters. It's going to be a very different team, and I think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh wins that one. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's amazing that I was really excited about football. You know, playoffs start and all that kind of stuff. And I looked at the schedule and I thought, I, I'm really only interested in about two games of the, <laughs> of the, six of the first round. Um, but, uh, you know, there's always somebody that uh, either pushes someone to the limit or um, shows up that you didn't expect. Maybe the Browns defense goes nuts against Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. You know, maybe Mitch Trubisky all of a sudden turns into somebody different. Maybe, uh, I, you, just, you know, you don't know. The Ravens, like you said, they're they're on a hot streak. They got back to playing the ball that they played well last year. It took them a little while to get back to it, but um, you know, they, and they've got depth as well. Um, I think Washington is a great story this year. Ron Rivera, much respect to him and what he's done for the team and and where they're going. You know, they get a quarterback and they're all of a sudden, uh, you know, an eleven twelve win team probably, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a good mix of young studs, uh, you know, and and old savvy vets in almost every single game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm 
last year Tennessee had that run, literal run, mm-hmm. with uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry being the breakout star, running for almost 200 yards in two straight games. And the one guy I'm going to watch this year is Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch to see if he breaks out because he had he had a fantastic season. He's emerged as an MVP candidate. Uh, I don't think he'll win it. I think Mahomes will wind up winning the, the award. But he had a really good year. He's emerging as a star quarterback in the NFL. I'm interested to see what he does against the Colts. Uh, there might be fans in the stands, for, as, as far as I know, at Rich Stadium or Bill Stadium this year. Yep. Uh, so uh, I'm intrigued to see what he does, uh, whether, or not he, whether or not he goes off and has a spectacular playoff run and takes the Bills to the championship or maybe even the Super Bowl. So that's my one guy to watch. Uh, in this year's playoffs. All right, so we're going to wrap things up here for this edition of No Credentials Required. This is episode 19. It's the first of 2021. Uh, usually in this time, uh, in this part of the podcast, I give a shout out to one random podcast on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. But since I have my guest Vince Stover with me today, I'm going to have him talk just as a little bit about his podcast, The Sports Stove. So, Vince, what is The Sports Stove? Man, the sports stove, uh, we are cooking up sports takes and opinions. Ayo. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, it's a play on the, on my last name, but um, I just, I grew up listening to sports talk. When I, when my dad was in the car, sports talk was on. That's what I listened to. And I always thought it'd be fun to, to do sports talk. And, and, you know, the opportunity was never going to come. Uh, just because of my other work and everything. And all of a sudden, the opportunity to do a podcast came up and started it uh, at the beginning of 2020, uh, all excited. And then COVID hit and all sports went away. And I was like, oh, <laughs> great, great thing. But um, being part of the Belly Up Network, that's helped out a lot. Um, and then kind of a, a, um, a new, I don't know if new vision is the right, right word for it or not, but 2021, working on booking more guests and uh, uh, having some more uh, professionals on. I've got Aaron Torres from Fox Sports is going to be on uh, this week. Actually, tomorrow I'm recording with him talking college basketball. Um, I've got uh, uh, Harry Hunsucker, an MMA fighter that's going to be on in January as well. He was on the Dana White Contender Series this past year and uh, working to get back to the UFC. And so trying to do some of that, uh, my dad's going to be joining me for several episodes this year as well. And, very cool. Uh, we'll be talking. It's very cool. It, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. He's did one episode with me last year. Um, right before NFL started, we did a quarterback depth chart kind of power ranking who was best prepared for a COVID season and had a great time with that. And so he's going to be joining me. I, we got him some equipment for Christmas and, and uh, looking forward to that as well. It, it really is. We're not a hot take podcast. We are a um, a, a research oriented um, opinion. Uh, still, my opinions, but uh, try not to be just throwing out takes just to throw out takes. Try to have educated takes. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, several weeks ago, um, I, I said that Urban Meyer would be the Jaguars coach. And uh, that might come true. <laughs> so, you might speak truth. You might you may actually speak it into existence. <laughs> just maybe so. Um, but, you know, it's those kinds of things. Uh, basketball and football are kind of my sweet spot. And, um, you know, my dad, huge sports fan. My dad was big into recruiting the high school players, knowing who they were, going to the colleges and stuff like that. And then being in Lexington, college basketball obviously is huge here. 
Um, yep. So I was named after Vince Lombardi. I have a son named <laughs> Brett after Brett Favre. Um, so, so sports runs deep in my family. We're, we're excited about what's ahead for the podcast and excited to be a part of belly up and, and all that they are, uh, helping us with and, and excited to be a part of a team that includes no credentials required and, and other great podcasts as well. And, and, uh, just excited for what's ahead in this 2021 year. Uh, as am I, as am I, and I'm, 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 I'm happy to be a, a part of, of, of a great network that includes the sports stove uh, amongst other podcasts. We're going to be growing in leaps. We're hoping to grow, grow in leaps and bounds this year. Uh, we're all of us in the belly up sports teams, sports team. We are super excited of what the future will bring, especially in 2021. And Vince, I warned you uh, before we went on the air that I was going to throw a bit of a curveball at you in terms of, in terms of, in terms of our topics. So going back to your podcast, if you, what, if you were to interview one person, one sports personality, past or present, who is your dream? Who is your dream guest? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think of a lot of different athletes. That would be fun. Peyton Manning would be a, an awesome conversation to have growing yeah. up in Tennessee. And uh, he's just so entertaining um, as it is. Uh, for me, though, I'd probably have to go kind of a uh, more Packers oriented thing as that's kind of been um, my life uh, has been that way. Ron Wolf, uh, former general manager of the Packers, he's the one that traded for Brett Favre. Um, he's the guy that I'd want to talk to the most. I'd love to get the behind the scenes. I love the off season. Like I, yeah. I, I, just, I get giddy and I love when the coaches get fired, when they get hired, free agency draft, that kind of stuff. Just, I love it. And so Ron Wolf would be the guy that I would want to interview and talk through all those, those details of going through that off season process. Nice. That's, that's, that's a, that's a very interesting answer. I wouldn't have think, I wouldn't have thought, you know, if, if you were to interview one person, I mean, Peyton Manning's a, a top of pretty much every podcaster's <laughs> list as you know, who, have, who will focus on football, but I wouldn't think a former GM would be at the top of anybody's list. And that was, that's a, that's a quite su- a surprisingly refreshing answer, Vince. I, I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your input on that. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do things. That's going to wrap things up for, this episode of Knuckle Credentials Required, uh, usually what I do before I sign off is I give I give my co-host the last words. So, Vince, you got any last words? <laughs> my last words are uh, let's make this sports year phenomenal. Uh, let's, let's get out there and support our teams the best way that we can, especially the lower level, the – the minor league sports and the uh, high school sports and the college sports really get out and support them. And, um, you know, this is the end is in sight. So we think, and uh, so let's press on, let's get there. And, and uh, boy, I'm just excited. I'm excited for all that's ahead. I mean, we got, we're right around the corner from NCAA tournament. We're, we got NFL playoffs. We got the start of the NHL. We've got uh, NBA in full swing, Major League Baseball, spring training getting spring ready. Training. Uh, there's so much getting ready to happen. Uh, so let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it with family and uh, friends, and, and let's be a little bit of a light as opposed to uh, the darkness that's out there. Amen to that. And I'm going to leave it at that. So thanks again for joining us on No Credentials Required. And until next time, we'll save you a seat in the media booth.
intro and outro music is On the Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 